peace and love. This is Sarah Scheller, and you're listening to Sight Your Day Radio. We fell in love, summertime joy ride, sent from above. What's up, everyone? You're listening to Saturday Radio. My name's NKNX. Abar. And we're doing another spotlight today on how to be a multimedia artist with Sarah Schellerin. What's up, Sarah? Hey, how are you? How's your week going? Wonderful. Wonderful. Nice. Yeah. So um, why don't we start with just tell, it, tell everyone out there what you do. So I'm a photographer and videographer. I do some creative direction and art direction. I also am working on some agriculture and um, I would say sort of like live work uh, situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is like photography like your main focus? Is like there's like a lot of that like magazine shoots and things like that. Yeah, photography's been my main focus for the last ten years. Mm-hmm. And also got into video a little bit, and then working with people and creating like co-working spaces as well. Okay, like, so, what, what sort like kind of like WeWork spaces or like what are you? Similar, but for artists mainly. Oh, for artists. Okay, so like, is that similar to like when I met you at the um, at the at the gardens at the gardens yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, can I explain that because like I always like tell like my friends about it. I'm like, you know, I went to this really cool spot and like I think it was LES area, mm-hmm. yeah, and it was literally in a basement. But it looked like a whole world of like people that are very similar doing stuff that they could do, you know. So like, what was the whole like point of that space? I mean, the space was a safe space for for artists to come in and find resources and find um, people that could help connect them to where they want to go and where they want to be, as well as. Um, we had like little music studios set up. We had a little photo studio set up, and then it was a really a pop up to show the community what. Um, what sort of like the future of um, a live workspace could be like, mm. and we focused on just the on the working side, and then the long term goal is to create live workspaces for artists that are affordable. Oh wow, yeah, and it was really cool because like I saw like you know one station they were like kind of like station setups like one side like had a lot of people like sewing and putting like clothes together, um, another side was like some photographers, another side was like people all working on something like visual and creative and it was just like it was cool like i wanted to be a part of it you know i wanted to come back so like i would it would be amazing to see like you know how that goes into like the living situation as well mm-hmm. yeah so like what what's your what 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 is your background and why do you call yourself like a multimedia artist is it like you know because you're working on a bunch of different types of mediums or like mm-hmm. i grew up in a really small town and I found a lot of inspiration in nature and being by myself and I gravitated towards music and art, photography and painting and um, one of my goals is just to try to figure out how all those can mix together in different ways mm. and, and then bring, bring people into it. Okay. And how does that like, how's that been for you like so far as far as like your career like, wise? Like, are you... 
I think it's all about finding the balance mm. between all of them and it's been really exciting and I feel super blessed to be able to explore different like avenues of creativity. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, how do you go from liking, like growing up and liking that stuff to making that your occupation? Because that's, that's hard. I think it just takes a lot of passion and persistence and being creative with how you make money as well. And it, what was what was like your start? You you started with photography, or you like what was like the first thing you like really wanted to hone down on? Mm-hmm. Uh, Occupation. I started one. with photography as my my way to make money outside of the other work. I was working on a little farm, and photography was the way that I could connect and meet other people and bring people together. And um, I was really really shy. I was really like nervous about. You know, talking to people and making friends. So I was from a small town, and growing up with a class size of like 20 people, mm. it's oh like, God. you know, it's just very, very small. So wow. I was able to like when I went to high school, I was able to use photography as sort of like a gateway to meet people and to um, explore like different parts of creativity. Because then I could go meet, uh, you know, music artists and go to their studio and learn from them and see what they were doing. Because I had photography as a way to sort of like exp- as a bridge, yeah. Yeah. yeah oh wow what was your first camera my first camera uh the first one i had was a film camera i bought it at a garage sale for 50 cents and <laughs> i didn't really know anything about photography and i just thought it was so fascinating and it was you know it was film and it opened up the back of the camera it was showing everybody how it worked and you can't do that you know that's all the film so um but it was really cool because I got to meet so many different people and show them like sort of like what a camera was like and you know it was probably like fourth or fifth grade or something like that and so mm-hmm. it was exciting. Yeah. Early, jeez. Yeah, and then I learned fast about film and okay. stuff like that after. So uh, how many years have you been sh- um, shooting? Like, um, I'd say a solid ten now. Ten. Oh wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And w- w- what were some of your um, when you really started taking this seriously? Like, what were some of your first gigs? Like, what, were you just doing it on your own or you were getting booked to do, like, private events? Or, like, what, what were you? Yeah, a lot of my first gigs were revolving around nature. I was shooting for The Islander, which was the local newspaper for all the islands in, um, in northern Vermont. And so that was really exciting. I would get paid, like, $5 to shoot the cover, and I could shoot sort of whatever I want and submit it to, um, submit it to the newspaper. And then after that... I, uh, when I went to high school, it was more um, getting to shoot like local senior portraits. So I'd meet like there everybody in my class. That's a and, hustle. You know, it was great. <laughs> and then, um, and then I started getting into music photography because I wanted to learn sort of how mm. to shoot. And I think that's a really great way to start because you have an opportunity to like get people in motion. And then you have low light, and then you have to sort of like overcome mm. all these obstacles when you're shooting live music photography. Yeah, no, it seems like a challenge, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just watching it alone <laughs> with everyone kind of with their phones up in the air is mm-hmm. the challenge. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I guess, like, fast forward, like, you know, and where you are now, like, you know, how are you, like, you know, working towards, how are you using photography in terms of, like, working, I guess, with, like, agencies or, I don't know, like, or in magazines and things like that? Like, you know, when did you start doing that? So when I first got to New York, I was going to FIT, mm. and I had an opportunity to use the photo studios there, which was mm. really awesome. And 
I get to bring in sort of like all different types of models and personalities into the studio space and practice what I was learning in class as far as lighting. So uh -huh. every time I'd have a class, I would bring in someone outside of school or like a classmate or someone to uh, to practice lighting on. Mm -hmm. And so that was really fun, and I started building my portfolio that way. And yeah. Oh, it's hope. Yeah. What made you make that move to New York? So I went to school upstate at SUNY Plattsburgh for a year, and I love nature and I love being outside and spending time with people who are also aligned with that. But I felt like there was something much bigger that I had to be a part of, and so New York City was the closest city that I felt um, aligned with that vision of exploring what the world is like. Mm -hmm. And New York is like just a melting pot of so many different people. And yeah. So I felt really grateful to be so close. So I applied to school behind my parents' back. They kind of had this idea of I was going to be, you know, in nursing or I was going to be doing something in the medical field or oh, some man. type of entrepreneur. And <laughs> though they supported my creative endeavors, it was really that they were nervous about me taking that on full time. Mm. And so I applied to school and it was the, the night before the deadline and I got into school FIT. So I came to school and, and that was my like real introduction to New York. Wow. Wow, because hearing like you describe how you were when you were in Vermont and everything sounds like going to New York is like something you might have been really nervous about or like very intimidated by. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, one of my favorite things was doing the music photography. And so when I was doing music photography, I met some people in my school that, um, you know, that helped me come to New York and see New York for the first time. So I saw New York one time before I came here for living here oh, full time. Okay. So just that one experience was mm -hmm. really, really powerful. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. So you also talk about a little bit of like agriculture. So I'm like interested mm -hmm. to like sort of know like where your like what your passion is for that. Because I definitely see it on like your page a lot and I'm definitely like always interested in like picking, you know, taking notes sometimes too. Yeah. Yeah. So like where does that like derive from? Or like so I grew up in a really rural town, and I got to work on a farm and apple orchard. And coming to New York, it was a huge change, you know, being surrounded by concrete and not having the luxury to have so much nature or real food or access to, you know, local food, like right outside your doorstep. It definitely, yeah. was, it definitely was a big change. And I noticed changes, like, in my mental health and sort of how I went um, – and sort of like approach the city because I just wasn't around nature or, you know, natural environment. So one of the things that I'm working on now is creating um, a new type of like typology of live workspace and affordable housing that implements vertical farms and um, sort of like immersive green living. So mm -hmm. bringing the outdoors indoors and allowing people access to, to real food. Oh wow! So like that's one of my goals. That's yeah, that's amazing. So like you know, I'm trying to picture what that would look like with everyone being like a building, and it's sort of like you know growth from like the top down type yeah. of thing. Yeah. So imagine sort of like the rooms would be like tree houses, and you walk in, it's immersive gardens, and there's mm. plants hanging from the ceiling, and then you can go into like a basement area and go get your tomatoes and strawberries and all the veggies and fruits that you would want, and then there'd be trees, and you sort of would be immersed in this green environment that helps your mental health and your well-being, as well as inspires you creatively. You know, you'd have people from the community coming in to do some gardening, and then you'd have people, you know, 
coming back from a studio session from making beats in some, you know, yeah. some part of it. So you'd have these sort of creative studios mixed with affordable housing and public community space. Oh my gosh! Wow, what an effort! It'd be really <laughs> I fun. I feel like it's possible. I yeah, absolutely. It's possible. Yeah, I agree. And this is you with a team, like, like, or this is your lead, like. This has been a vision of mine for for a long period of time, and now I've been bringing people in that are also aligned with that vision. And I have a project partner who's an architect, and we've been working together on some yeah. some plans for Jeez. it. Jeez! Oh wow! Where do you find the time? <laughs> oh, you just gotta make the time for what you're passionate about. I feel. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And for what's important and for our future. Absolutely. Are you vegan? I'm plant-based. Okay. Um, I'd like to say that I'm vegan, but I find that um, I really, like, I think there's a, is there a difference between being plant-based and vegan? I think that, like, being plant-based is, you know, you do your, your best to make sure that you're eating all plant-based products. Right. Um, but, yeah. say, for example, like, you go over to a friend's house party and they're like, Oh, I made these muffins. You want to try one? And I'm just like, are they vegan? Mm-hmm. They may or may not be, and they might not even know what you know being fully vegan is. Yeah, we and just you want to be respectful, yeah, we, we, especially with We just traveling. had a show where we actually kind of def- defined a yeah. little bit what that means, like plant-based and vegan. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned it because a lot of people that are like vegans, you know, would say like, "Oh, I'm vegan." But, you know, why are you wearing that leather jacket or like that leather couch? You know, it's that sort of approach. And I sort of agree with you, too, like on the plant based side. Yeah, I would say I'm plant based because like I'll still I'll still rock a leather coat, you know, or something like that. I mean, that's just me. But yeah, yeah I mean, if it's like secondhand as well, like, yeah. I think there's a lot about like wearing like recycled things or mm-hmm. reusing things that, you know, it might be, you know, not aligned with what you eat, but, you know, is aligned with your ethics. Yeah. Yeah. And how long have have you been um, plant-based? I've been plant-based for about nine or ten months, and then mm. I was pescatarian for about four or five years before that. So oh, wow. I had, you know, sort of a gradual transition. And then one of my friends, Maria Kuzma, who's as well as my project partner for the garden, um, she really inspired me and showed me how to cook vegan food, how to, you know, find local ingredients mm. and and bring things together that made food so much more exciting and, you know, sparked that interest in, in being completely plant-based. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a lot of creativity. That's the important to it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, so what happened between getting into videography now? Now you, you're, you're honing down on your photography skills, you're doing that, you're, you, got, you got a couple gigs here and there. What was the jump to videography and all the other stuff that you're working on? I think video came really naturally. It's something that I've been playing with since I started photography as well, but photography was um, photography was really interesting because you had to tell that narrative in a still photograph rather mm-hmm. than video. You had all the different components. You have the audio, you have, you know, changing the colors, you have like so much that goes into it. So I, I really wanted to focus on photography to learn how to do that and be strong at that and then now it feels like I'm able to take the time and, and get into videography and, and direction, which is super exciting. Um, but it also is kind of seamless with what I'm working on, too, because I'm also working on a documentary to to find these people that are spearheading like this agricultural green revolution and mm. working on a documentary to, to find those people and, oh, sick. and express some ideas that are important to hear, I think. Oh, so what, what is it, um, what is it basically about? 
So it's just expressing the idea of that we need to have more green space. We need to have mm. more accessibility to real food, and we need to look into mental health and how it's affected um, by the places that we live mm-hmm. and work. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting you mentioned that because, like, recently I've been having a lot of uh, a conversation with some people who are in sort of like into like you know food and access and things like that and. A, one of the points that came up that has like been sticking with me has been like food rescues. So like you know actually like recovering food that's been like sort of placed in different institutions, whether it be schools, hospitals, um, grocery stores, and like you know distributing it that way because we have so much stuff that I don't know if it kind of makes sense. Like you know why are we like trying to make so much more stuff if there's stuff that we're not even using already and like. Is waste is you know at, at the end of the day it's like used for waste you know so yeah food waste is one of the biggest yeah. issues that we're facing right now and then the accessibility and sort of like the political climate when it comes to when it comes to food and then we have all this amazing food that's getting thrown away that mm-hmm. just doesn't look you know great enough for the grocery store or right. you know it's it's one of those things that I think our generation is being more mindful of and it's exciting to think that we're um, you know, we have a very different way of approaching it than maybe the past generations have, in mm-hmm. a way. I definitely feel hopeful for it. I mean, like, I know it's going to, we're definitely, like, making the effort, so it's going to slow down whatever is harm is coming and happening to the earth and the world and, you know, around us, but at least we're conscious about it, you know? Yeah, I think we're, I think we are, but there's, there's a like, long way to go. Yeah, absolutely. Go. Absolutely. But it's starting. Yes. Again. <laughs> where where did you find out all this info about food? Like do you come from that background? Like like how did you like figure out that there was problems and you want to solve it? Well, I grew up with gardens and then coming to New York, I found I found it really challenging to just have access to really good food and to have it be affordable as well because you know like being a freelancer or a creative, like there's a lot of times where you're like in between checks you have like a net 30 and then you have like something that's like net 90 and it still hasn't come in yet so you're in between checks and not knowing like you know can I afford like good food right now and you end up Mm. eating crap eating stuff that's not you know aligned with what you want to be putting in your body and a lot of that comes to like the cost but then you have areas where it's just like a food desert where you know you have so many fast food places and you know, not like your local farmer's market is, mm-hmm. you know, you don't really know what that is. So I decided to do more research on that, find out where the like local farms are, like the local um, farmer's markets, and then just do research online to, to find more places that were like that. Yeah. Have you found any in like the city, like local farmers? Yeah, there's farmer's markets yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just, we gotta research it. We're, we're all pretty curious, you know, we're a curious generation. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what something is or how to do it, we YouTube it. Yeah. We find ways to make it possible. We learn how to do things. Like, we don't need to go to college anymore. We can just figure out how to do things online. If you really are passionate about it, then mm-hmm. I think you can learn anything. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so, where do you see yourself going, like, in the next, like, I guess, you know, the next transformative stages of, like, your art? You know, do you see yourself continuing doing photography for a while? Um, and what does that mean for you, like, multimedia-wise? Like, what other mediums would you work on? 
Yeah. I'm really excited about art direction right now and photo mm. art direction, um, as well as bringing communities together and finding ways to sort of like do production and bring festivals and you know music um, sort of like music projects together. I mean, I've done music for. Um, a few years, but I've been really private about it, and now I feel like the next step is to, you know, I can do a photo shoot and do a cover art or something for something, but I don't mm -hmm. know. I just want to see things come together in a way that's, like, more seamless, like bringing photography and video together and then mm -hmm. doing the music for a video or something that's just more creative in that way. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's tough, yeah. What, what kind of music do you like uh, working with? I really like R&B music. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> but I like classic rock. I mean, there's so much. I just get inspired by finding new music that I don't even know sort of what the genre is or what you would even call it. Yeah, and, and especially to living it, it here. It blows your mind. You're like, wow, this is so transformative and so cool. Yeah, and you're exposed to a lot just being in the city. So Always. you can't, you have to like almost everything. <laughs> but what do you listen to like on your free time, like when you're commuting and stuff? I just try to discover new things, you know, mm. it's just, I don't even know what the genre is, but I'll, I'll look into it and then discover weekly. I listen to Spotify all the time. So I build playlists and, and then find people through discover weekly most of the time. Nice. And you reach out to people to want to work with them. Like if you like their music or do you get more people to reach out to you? Yeah. I reach out to a lot of artists and a lot of time it's through social media, which is an amazing way to get in contact with people i mean yeah. sometimes it's just like a dm that changes everything mm -hmm. really okay how would you recommend like a first dm to someone like that you've never spoken to and you want to work with them like how would you because i feel because we've done that a lot where it's so important to word that right that first one or two dms yeah. like how do you go about that i think doing research on the person and just being genuine you know having a genuine like first conversation you know whether it's just like hey hello i really appreciate like what you do and this one thing that you have on your page really inspires me and this is why i'd love to work together mm -hmm. something in that vein yeah because it can go really wrong i mean especially like someone that wants to work with another artist like yeah you know sometimes people can be like oh why do you want to work with me or like you know egos can get in the way sometimes but i think that's a good approach definitely like just first appreciating and being genuine about it for sure and I feel like the people will appreciate it, too. Yeah, yeah, because they know you're, you know, like their work and things like that. So, Sarah, do you have any, like, you know, advice for anyone who wants to be, that, that sort of has, like, a many interests in arts and, like, wants to balance that? Like, you know, how do you do that? Like, how can someone take the steps towards balancing, like, photography, um, you know, if they're interested in like agriculture and videography, like how do you, how does one like work with all those different sorts of arts? And, you know, cause a lot of times people will tell you to just focus on one thing, which, you know, a lot of times like, you know, these days a lot of people don't do that and they do many things. Like, you know, so how do you balance all of that? I feel it's really important to take time and be still and figure out what your long-term goals are and how sort of your short-term or like short-term steps can fit into your long-term goals. So if you, you know, want to, you know, be a director, but you haven't even tried directing yet, finding 
you know, people that are that you can learn from and also mm -hmm. taking time to read, do a lot of reading and just be curious. Ask a lot of questions, go to places you can find people that are aligned with what you want to be doing. And, you know, even if it's just like reading a lot, I feel like that is one of the most transformative things you can do is read and become more conscious of the things that you, you care about. Yeah. I, I find it incredible that you, you came from such a, a small place and now you're in the city doing something that you love to do and it's your full-time thing like what what would you recommend to someone that doesn't live in the tri-state area or lives far away and they think that they have to be in new york to do what they want to do like what, what would you say to those people i would say build your online presence and also just do a lot of research online i mean the first people that i worked with were just dms and emails away from being friends you know i didn't realize mm -hmm. like how you know just being genuine and caring about people was you know really a way to bring myself closer to what i wanted to do mm -hmm. yeah well and, and what's some of the most memorable projects for you that you've worked on while you've been in the city that like you're like wow i, I could die happy i did this you know like some of you're like wow i never thought i would be able to do something this big some of your top ones because I saw the Miss Piggy one I thought that was really cool oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was crazy I was like <laughs> that must have been an interesting <laughs> shoot yeah Miss Piggy was really fun that was that was a really good time and it was really interesting to see everything come together as far as like the creative direction and you know that whole that whole shoot we had to build a whole room you know it wasn't uh mm. it wasn't a pre-existing room it was we had to build a bedroom we had to oh, build wow. a whole like three different or four different sets for that so we had an amazing set designer and then the puppeteer and then you have you know this amazing crew that brings um an idea to life that's so inspiring um other projects you know sort of from the multimedia standpoint would be the garden which mm -hmm. is the creative co-working space and the idea of bringing resources and um and equipment and people together that are aligned um and then also for other big projects oh man it's just oh no <laughs> probably so many i mean everything i'm sure you work on is like cool and a passion of yours yeah. it's hard because I DJ myself so if someone were to ask me what were my favorite gigs it would be like <laughs> shit I don't know I think some of my favorite my favorite gigs are just are ones that um, I go in and you know I'm with a stranger and then next thing you know we just we work together super well and then mm. we end up being friends for years after that Mm. And I really appreciate that. I love meeting people and connecting with other people, so I'm super mm -hmm. grateful. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I was gonna see what your uh, opinion was on the whole Instagram uh, hiding their likes and stuff. I think they did that in Canada. Yeah. yeah I was gonna see how you thought because of the. I don't, have you heard about that? I've heard a little bit about it. <clears throat> yeah, they they wanted to test out hiding likes and how that would play and I think it has to do something with mental health mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and people like being feeling discouraged with that number 
Like, how do you feel about that? I feel that it could really be transformative. Um, I went for a year and a half off of social media and posting. I would post on my stories, but not on my what one was on that? my feed. Um, I think it was. I just got back on like probably four months ago, five months oh, wow. ago. Oh wow! So um, it was it was really good for me because I was able to take time and find what I'm passionate about and not, you know revolve sort of my mindset about around um, the likes and you know appreciation I was getting from online because you know one thing that I'd put online I might get like a small amount of likes on would be something that someone would come up to me on the street and be like wow that was really helpful for me to see that and that's something that like you know I didn't know if I should comment on or talk to you about but that's something that like I was really um, transformed by so you don't really know um, sort of how much like you're affecting people through what you're posting and people's reaction to that I don't feel like is also equivalent to what they would feel like in person. Right. And I feel like as far as mental health, it's, you know, social media has, has changed a lot Yeah, isn't it crazy how, like, it affects people in such a negative way that, and it's just an app, you know? Yeah. It's also wonderful because it connects so many right. people and it also brings people together from all over the world and yeah. you can you know, find somebody that has some similarity to you that you never thought that you'd find someone that was like that. Mm -hmm. And even make money off of it yeah. and even get work out of it. It's just like a crazy... Why, why did you take your break? Ooh. I took my break because I just... I felt like I needed to find myself more and I felt like I was being influenced by a lot of people that I was um, following and sort of their comments or the way that they approached my page I just felt like I needed to do some some work on me and take that time for self mm -hmm. do you like suggest that for like others that feel like you know they're comparing themselves a lot or just sort of don't have like a direction of like their passion yet you know absolutely it's also but you know social media is a great place to test that idea so if you're working on something you might really want to have that feedback and not have the people immediately around you in physicality that you're able to ask questions to and then you use social media as a platform to to be curious and ask people yeah mm -hmm. the social aspect of it you know definitely if used right you yeah. know can really be helpful for everyone mm -hmm. yeah were you missing it were you like oh like i want to check the app or yeah, I mean, so I was posting on um, I was posting on my stories still. Oh, okay. So I was doing that a fair amount. I just wasn't posting on my timeline, and I felt like that was um, it was really refreshing. <laughs> sounds like me. It, <laughs> yes, it, it was really good because I was sort of like, you know, I was like, okay, so what I'm gonna post like in the next two days? Like, how am I gonna, you know, make sure that it gets enough likes and everything? And it was just getting really stressful because I wasn't focusing on like what I really wanted to do. So I was like, you know, if I'm just flowing, why not just capture that, post it on stories because it like, you know, it goes away in 24 hours. And then you were able to sort of highlight things and that was different. And, and now we're in a place where potentially the takeaway the likes and that could be also exciting to yeah. see how that transforms the app as well as, you know, future social media. I would love for them to at least just try it out. You know, just to see how everything goes. Mm. It's going to affect every, every, almost everything in everyone's business, but engagement is more important. Yeah, I think yeah. it would change like the landscape of influencers as well in social media marketing and, mm -hmm. and how companies approach social media and um, hiring freelancers and influencers to, to create content for them or to, you know, be the face of their brands. Yeah. 
it's going to change a lot if we don't have likes and we don't have, you know, those numbers. Mm -hmm. What What's some of the best mediums that you use for, like, what you do, like photography, videography? Is Instagram, like, your top one that you get the most amount of clients and most amount of feedback and everything? Yeah, Instagram is definitely is definitely the way that I get most of my work. Oh, wow. Yeah, that and word of mouth has been the best. Mm -hmm. I mean, a few people go to my website, but it's mostly through it's mostly through Instagram. Mm -hmm. So you, you're not a part of. So you said you're freelance. Mm -hmm. You're not a part of uh, any any industry, any like agencies or anything. No, right now I'm freelancing and working with um, Bustle Digital Media Company, and they're great. And um, so I've been doing some like photo art direction for them as well as uh, production. That's super exciting, but I've just been freelance for, for quite a few years, and it's hard, but it's mm. so rewarding. It's so rewarding. Wow. Cause it, wh why would you say that? Because you get to work for yourself? Yeah, you get to experiment all the time, and you have that time to yourself to explore what you want to do and where you want to be, and you, you, know, you don't just have to be in one place all the time. You can travel and pick yourself up and explore new parts of the world, and you know, I feel like a lot of people limit themselves to you know to what they think that they're able to do and when you're freelance you just you get to explore so much all the time mm. and if you can get out of your own way things are really good <laughs> yeah like how much how much i can imagine only how much discipline you have to have to be a freelancer because like it, it you really have to push yourself so much harder than versus like going to work and you know you know you got this guaranteed you know check coming mm -hmm. to you but like that's a whole different mentality like I always respect everyone that's doing freelance, like, all the time, because it's not easy. Yeah, yeah, you constantly have to be researching and evolving and asking questions and then, you know, being present and putting yourself out there, like, a lot of... <laughs> Connecting lot of, with people. A lot mm -hmm. of the work is being there face-to-face -face and running into somebody, you yeah. know, when you're walking through Soho or walking through, like, some part of the city, you run into them, and the next week you get a job because they are thinking about you because they wow. ran into you. Yeah. You know. And then following up. Absolutely. And then emailing. Absolutely. And following up again. <laughs> yep. Well, would you want to start your own uh, agency or your own thing one day and have people like you under you and help people? Or Absolutely. I hope mm. to be able to create lots of jobs for people and to bring people together, build communities and, and share resources. For yeah, sure. definitely. What's uh, some of the stuff you have coming up that people can check you out and maybe see you do you have anything coming up that anyone can visit like the garden or anything yeah i mean i have a film that's coming out soon um and some shoots that are coming up um but i guess the biggest thing is just to um i don't know just check out the people that inspire you you know mm. yeah hype when the film are you having like a whole screening and everything yeah Oh. Yeah, do little screenings. Okay. It'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. And we like, where, where can people keep up with you? Like, um, on like you know the happenings, like Instagram primarily, or like your website. Instagram is definitely the best way. Best way. Okay. Yeah, for sure. And I post some on Facebook, but Facebook has definitely changed quite a bit. Yeah, I know. As well as the analytics and stuff for Instagram that has changed as well, but. Yeah. Yeah. What What's your um What's your Instagram name for? Anyone that's look that's interested in finding you? Um, Instagram is at Sarah Shelleran, S-A-R-A-H-K-J-E-L-L-E-R-E-N. Nice. Hey. 
And if anyone has any questions about like what they're doing, if they're trying to, if they're doing something similar to you, could they reach out to you and Absolutely. ask you questions and yeah, stuff? Anybody, anytime. Dope. All right, awesome. Yo, it was really good talking to you, hearing your story, and yeah, you know, no. thank you for sharing, you know, everything that you've you've accomplished so far. Likewise, pleasure. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I'm super excited to like see all those things coming together, especially like the um, the co-working. The living space? That sounds mm -hmm. so sick. I just have that vision in my head. I'm like, okay, cool. Really I'm going to move in that. and get my tomatoes downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you're doing so much. Like, you know, don't work too hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, super grateful for you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Hey, thank yeah. you. And uh, make sure you uh, check us out everywhere, guys, on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor. Let us know what you think in the comments. Rate us. All that helps. And also share it to your friends that you think would enjoy this episode or just people you want to put on we're really trying to make this something so please make sure to share this with everyone and uh thank you for listening enjoy your day my name's nknx abar and we will see you next time <laughs>